On this episode of the Geek Therapy Podcast, we're talking about Read Only Memories 2064, Steven Universe, gender identity, gender pronouns, and a new study that talks about superhero culture and aggression. So this is the Geek Therapy Podcast. Geek Therapy is where we celebrate using what you're passionate about to feel and do good. How's that, Laura? Was that good? Look at that intro. Look at that. I am Josue Cardona. I am with Laura Taylor. We are working on our messaging. (laughs) (laughs) That's way better than we've ever done before, I think. Let's get right into it. Um, There's a few things I want to talk about. Uh, The first one, I think you'll appreciate this. Have Have you watched Steven Universe yet? No, I haven't. Okay, so... I know, I know. You know. I want to. It's so good. I've heard everything, all the good feelings, all the goodness about it. Oh, it's so good. It's, um, it is, I need to, I need to reorder my, my favorite things at the moment. And Steven Universe is definitely up there in my, on my list of favorite things. It is. I, I love Steven Universe for multiple reasons and, um, just like. Before we recorded, I saw an episode called Alone at Sea, and it's season three, episode 15. And whoa. Okay, so so let me give you some context. Um, all of the characters in, or the main characters in Steven Universe are gems, right? They're like this alien race, and they, they have this, some sort of stone that kind of represents what, what they are. Right. And... They're able to fuse together to form um, other people. And there's this one character who was fused for a long time. Um, so there was this bad guy, and in order to control the bad guy, she fused with that character, and she was able to hold him underwater or her. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. And <laughs> and as this other character, and so she she was able to hold that person down underwater. So Steven is trying to help her um, get used to the water again because she's essentially like made of water. Anyway, so he's trying to help her kind of like uh, kind of like exposure therapy, right? Help her um, get used to, to being around the water again. And she's really scared. The thing is that that other I'd character... I was scared too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she's, she's obviously like uncomfortable about it because she had such a bad experience on the water. So while they're there, her worst fear comes true and the person that she was fused with appears there. And then they have this incredible conversation where she's talking about how she doesn't ever want to even think about being fused with that person because it, she felt it was unhealthy. She did things when she was fused with that person that she's not proud of. And then this other person, but she's, she also talks about missing that feeling because she was fused. They were fused together for so long. So then the other character appears while they're in the water. He's been trying to find her. And he talks about like how they, how he wants to fuse again. And she's like, no, but we like this, that wasn't healthy. She's like, you don't understand. Like, I'm better now. I can, I can, we can make a better fusion. Sometimes I don't, I don't know who, uh, like what age range this show is for. (laughs) I mean, some shows in the past have been like, you you wonder what, what age range 
they're, they're yeah. aimed at. Oh, yeah. Like, say, Rocco's Modern Life. And, yes, good example. And Ren and Stimpy and those kind of shows. Yeah. yeah. But but did those ever talk about an abusive relationship? No. Like, well, I mean, it was... Well, like, maybe. Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> um, not, in a, not in a serious way. Exactly. And this is like really serious conversation, but they're, they're, again, it's a, they're using their fusion and their time together as a fusion as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I can't believe this show. This show is just incredible. So, man, talk about an example of using, you know, metaphor to, to talk about something difficult. It was, yeah. um, it was really good. And, and you, you really see um, her perspective. Her name is Lapis and, um, yeah, it's a oof, man. It was it was a powerful episode, and the episodes are really short. Um, oh man, it's great. I'm telling you, one day I'm gonna do something with Steven Universe. I don't know what. Oh, so good. <laughs> and um, so I was looking up information about the the show and the characters, and I found, I went onto the Wikia for Steven Universe, and I saw the 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 article for this character Lapis, and check this out. For every character. Um, under their characteristics, they have species, and then mm-hmm. they have gender and gender pronoun for every character. Yeah. So, so this character, I mean, and that's if you've ever seen Steven Universe or if you've heard of it, that's a big yeah I've part heard of that the show. Theme. Yeah, it's yeah. well, it's it never comes up. Like their gender is never discussed on the show, not a single time. But it's very fluid in the way that it's it's presented on the show. Like, Stephen is actually a reincarnation of his mother, right? What? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, gems can't really procreate. So, Stephen's mother fell in love with her father. She was pregnant. And then, like, her life force is in her gem. So, when she gave birth, essentially, she just stopped being and her gem became Steven. So Steven is like a reincarnation of his mother plus a plus his father. It is really weird. And they never really get into it other than the fact that he like his mom doesn't exist anymore because she had to stop being for him to be. Um but again it's like hmm. if she, if he is kind of the same person, he's a he and she was a she and there's a there's another character on the show who um, so multiple characters fuse on the show, and there's one character on the show who is actually a fusion again of, of a male and a. So the one of them seems very female, but the other one seems male, but could. It's not like completely like if you're looking at a female male spectrum, mm-hmm. it's more male than he's more male than female, but again, it's like so fluid the way that the show deals with it that it's. It's kind of it's kind of amazing that you can I, I think you know you can use any episode of Steven Universe to have that conversation with someone who 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 only speaks of gender in binary terms cuz it's it's that good. like Steven always has a pink shirt with pink flip-flops on but he's he's definitely a boy but there's like nothing like you know again nobody's saying like oh that's weird that you dress that way or anything like that it's it's like it's a really special show, um, and that is just like a something that's just a characteristic of the show. It's not something that's ever discussed in the show, which is um, very very interesting. So so <laughs> I was I I wasn't I don't know why I was surprised, 
Um, like now that I think about it, but it's very cool that even in the in the look in the wikia they address that. And so I wanted to use that conversation to kind of lead in to ROM twenty sixty four. Heck yeah! Which is which is a game we've talked about before. It's made by Midboss, and we got review copies a little while back. And I haven't finished the game yet. Neither I'm have I. Not, not, <laughs> not very far, but we are playing. And so so. I mean, there there are obviously some things that make that game very special that we knew about before. The it used to be only read-only memories. So this week they updated the game. So it's out on PS4, mm-hmm. and it'll be out on other consoles and Vita eventually. Um, but the PC version, which has been out for a while, and I'm guessing the Ouya version. I'm guessing that was the original. I don't know. If yeah, the Ouya I, version I haven't is getting heard anything updated. about the Ouya in a while. <laughs> yeah, but that was the original one. Anyway, the, the Steam version is now updated, and it's ROM 2064, so it has it has voice acting for every single character, which is pretty cool. Yes. So thoughts on the game so far? Thoughts on the game so far? I've I'm only yeah. in like the beginning of chapter two. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So did you meet Tomcat yet? I met Tomcat. I met. I Tomcat. haven't met Tomcat yet. So you're way. I'm ahead. way ahead like, of I'm, you. Yeah. <laughs> it it only took me so long because uh, I have I've had it for a long time. I've had it since it came out on Steam, um, and mm, haven't yeah. played it. Um, I just I really support what um, Midboss is doing. These are the same people that put on GamerX. Um, which is an LGBT gaming convention, um, and their big thing is about representation in games. Um, but I never, the way the game was described to me, it just was never something I was super interested in. It wasn't the like the genre I like. It's what a cyberpunk, uh, eight bit kind of um, adventure adventure game. game. Which yeah. I like adventure games and I and I just the cyberpunk thing just I never had gotten into it. But once I started playing the review copy, like the story is so much more than that. And it's been it's pulled me in. Um and I'm really like excited to see where things are going. I like that and it was always pointed out to me that it's a queer game with a lot of queer characters and um that they're there. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, and I'll explain what that means because I'm talking. I'm I'm about to bring up why I like this more than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like, "Hey guys, everybody's gay," and like, I'm all for that kind of content, but it's not necessarily what screams to me. I like content in comics, movies, video games, whatever, where being gay or gender fluid or bisexual or trans or whatever whatever your sexual orientation or whatever your gender um gender presentation or your your um gender identity um whatever that is i like it when it's normalized and it's just there and you don't have to like have the characters in the show or whatever be like, I'm gay, I'm gay, look at my gay boyfriend, look at my... No, I don't like that. And this game, I thought was going to kind of be like that, and the way it was handled is, so far, perfect to me. Um, It's just mentioning things like, um, you haven't gotten this far yet, 
but you meet someone that dated your sister and they make it very clear that this is a girl character hmm. but it's not it's just dropped that they dated the sister and it's not like i'm a lesbian and all this stuff it's just very simple like that um yeah well kind of like i was saying about steven universe yeah it's not that, in your yeah. face but it is that it's not it's not about that yeah it's not browbeating yeah, yeah, yeah. or or pushing anything down anyone's throat it's just there and if you like it you like it if you don't don't play the game um i do like that um it's one of the few games that has um so i think the only game that asks you what your pronouns are what your yeah, gender so pronouns are so i took screenshots are. so i took screenshots of when this happens right right and and you're talking to turing which is a a um Oh, what is it? it's, it's a, a uh, oh. relationship? Oh, I, I I forgot. I didn't. I don't have that screenshot with me. It's a re- relationship. An organizational manager. manager. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so he's he's a robot. <laughs> yeah. But but and you say he and you say he, but the voice acting is pretty gender neutral to me. Oh yeah, and no, could absolutely. be either. Absolutely. And I think it was brilliant absolutely. to do it that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the voice acting adds a whole other level to it. I had played the original version for a little bit. Um, and he's blue, uh, or it he is he blue. or they or a, whatever. He's a, he's a baby blue. Yeah. Exactly. And so you immediately <laughs> assume some people immediately assume boy, but when you hear the voice, it's very like I don't know. Turing could be a girl. <laughs> but you could assume either one, and then and you're not. It's okay. It can be whatever you want it to be. Right. Right? The gender can be whatever you want it to be. So so I took a snapshot of when this happens, and Turing says, next, could you tell me which pronouns I should use for you in referential and conversational speech? Now, at that point, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Um, this is like, I've never seen a game do this before. I don't I don't know of any other game that has ever done something like mm-hmm. that. And and again, um, the the people in charge of Midboss who were who also did Gamer X, we've talked about them on the show in that there are they have pronoun stickers at their events for you to put on your badge. Right. Which is incredible. So so then Turing asks you, and the options are they, them, theirs, their, theirs, she, her, hers, he, him, his, his. More options. Mm-hmm. And when you go to more options, you have Z, Zer, Zer, Zers, Z, the Z and with an X. Mm-hmm. And then you have custom pronouns. Right. You can do your own. You can do your own. And, and so they went. And I've met you know, kids at LGBT centers that use it and its mm. as their pronouns, which, uh, okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to judge if you use it. But when it's a teenager, I'm kind of like, okay, what are you trying to say about yourself? Um, yeah. But but still, like you can make your own pronouns. You could it's your choice. You could that's be, amazing. You could be, I don't even know. I can't come up with a word. But you could be anything. Yeah. And that's the awesome part. I know. I know. I know. Like this is this is really important. Like this is this is incredible. And now, I mean, I feel like the fact that it's on PS4, mm-hmm. it's coming to Xbox One. And then it's coming to Vita. Like it, it feels like there are websites talking about playing the game, right? Like uh, I saw Waypoint was doing a let's play mm-hmm. of the game. Um, like it's it's a mainstream conversation that we can have about this and this particular scene, 
which happens early on and is, is again, really, really important. And again, you know how many people are going to play that and are going to say, what the hell is a, like, why are you asking me what pronouns are? Right. Like, that's a conversation starter. That is such Mm -hmm. a great way to be able to have that conversation. And throughout the game, and you haven't met a lot of these characters yet, but, um, they, the characters all constantly refer to anyone as they, um, if they don't know someone's pronouns, um, which is teaching a, by example. T- yes, exactly. <laughs> Showing that it's possible and that they is not a, a singular they is acceptable and it's not a grammatical error. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, it does get confusing at times, I admit, but people can get used to it. Um, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, again, we're not very far into the game. I would like to, once, once we're both done or, or further in the game, maybe possibly do a whole episode, mm-hmm. maybe headshots. Like, I think it's that important yeah. to, to have more conversations about it. Um, if this game sounds interesting to you, uh, we have codes for the PC version to give away. That Ooh. is now the one with the voice acting. Which is now, as of, the day we're recording, so by the time this comes out, um, it will it will be ROM twenty sixty four on on Steam, and so, Lara, I've got. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about the game before I talk about giving away the codes? The soundtrack is beautiful oh, and relaxing, yeah, and uh, I, I, it doesn't annoy me. I could listen to it all the time. <laughs> when I went to the release party when it was released on Steam, they had it playing in the bar. And um, the the guy the guys that were working on uh, on uh, ROM they they were like yeah it's a great soundtrack I'm tired of hearing it because I've had to hear it in <laughs> development but no I I think as someone who listens to, it's so amazing and so oh yeah yeah I mean do you, um, I would characterize it as like I mean cyberpunk is probably a good a good term for it yeah. but it's it sounds like futuristic 80s movie music but it's chiptune and it's it's really good i like it a lot like that's it, there's a lot of stuff i'm trying uh, to look up who that I like did there. the oh, i can't remember i don't want to say which um which who did the sound the soundtrack yeah i forgot to but i've seen them at game perform at gamer x and they are Oh, cool. Awesome. Um, man, I wish I knew. Oh, Too Mellow. The number two. Too M-E-L-L-O. Too Mellow is Very awesome. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So again, I, I, I'm, we'll, we'll talk more about the game in the future. And I've actually... Um, so uh, Matt Kahn actually showed me the game running on an NVIDIA Shield two years mm-hmm. ago at Games for Change. Um, they were still working on the game. Uh, I got to see the the code in Unity. Um, it was cool. Um, we haven't talked to them in a while, so maybe maybe in the future we could talk to somebody in more depth about the game again. Because I think I think it's worth talking about. Oh yeah. And and so we have some codes thanks to to Midboss. And so here's here's an uh, here's a thought. Okay. I'm thinking let's give them away in the Facebook group. Ooh, reward people. For joining the Facebook group. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try yeah. to get people in there. It's like we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. The Facebook group is up. It is real. 
We already have a conversation going on over there. We got conversations going mm-hmm. on. Um, and, and see, actually, so this is fantastic, right? So, so just to, to wrap up with uh, ROM2064, uh, we have some codes. When this episode publishes, um, I, will, I will do the giveaway on the, on the Facebook group. So we'll put a link to the Facebook group there. If, you, if you're interested, if you were um, on the email list, I, I sent out information earlier in the week about you, the, the you group. You got to give some people some chance to join the group after it yeah, airs. Yeah, give yeah, them like a day yeah. to join the group, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. We'll put a, we'll put a, uh, we'll make it fair. We'll make it fair. Yeah. So like by, you know, by the end of the weekend, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so definitely join the group because now we can do this kind of thing that we've been talking about, like that community part that was missing earier today. You you texted me about an article that I was not aware of, which we're that talk I about heard in a on a conservative radio show on my way to work. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. So so you brought that up. I looked it up and I said, well, I would before we talk about it on the show. Like I definitely want to talk about it on the show, and now we can put it on the group, see what other people think, and so. That now we can do that mm-hmm. <laughs> easily in a place where people actually are. Um, so I'm excited. So please check out the Facebook group. It's an experiment, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, to, to talking to people there, and again, post stuff there. Like I'm trying to, I'll put every episode on there so we can talk about it. It's cool. Yeah. There's something. There's a group chat option within the groups. Have you seen this? I haven't done that much with the Facebook groups. In a while. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I'm uh, I'm definitely a noob at this. I'm but, only um, a part of like a couple of them, and I'm yeah. a part of too many, which is a whole other problem. <laughs> but but um, but I'm excited. I'm really I'm really really excited, and all my friends are there now. <laughs> all your friends are there. <laughs> yeah, so it's it'll be good. Um, and so the article that we're talking about, um, actually the is a it's a study that was published just a couple days ago in the Journal of Abnormal Child Psychology. And the actual study is called Pow! Boom! Kablam! Effects of Viewing Superhero Programs on Aggressive, Pro-Social, and Defending Behaviors in Preschool Children. I feel like they didn't (laughs) need to put in the Pow! Boom! Kablam. (laughs) A little little condescending. Just a little um, bit. Just a little. But... um, that is the again the title of the study is the effects of viewing superhero programs on aggressive prosocial and defending behaviors in preschool children. Unfortunately, when you Google anything about this, right, anything you just remember, you you Google that, and what you will hear is, or what you will find is what what typically happens is a whole bunch of articles that say things like. Superhero culture makes children aggressive. Yep. And which is not what this says at all. Like so, it, in uh, some ways it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> so so titles like that make it sound like it's very definitive. It also by omitting the fact that it's preschool age, it also makes it sound like all children are negatively affected by superhero culture. And it right? also is kind of makes it seem like it's there's a cause and effect which they haven't quite uh, which established. explicitly they say <laughs> yeah. yeah explicitly <laughs> so there's like, no causality none whatsoever and and the the study I I couldn't actually read the I couldn't read the actual study right I read the abstract 
and I read interviews with the the primary author of the study, whose name is Sarah Coyne, uh, C-O-Y-N-E. And very interesting, she, uh, last year she got a lot of um, attention for a study about Disney princesses and the effect on also on preschool children. Do you remember that? I didn't read anything about it, but I think I remember seeing articles in the internet, something about it. I kind of rolled my eyes and didn't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I do care. I'll just briefly speak on that one because mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't reread all the stuff, so I'm not. It's not fresh in my mind. But I do remember thinking, like having this confirmation bias without reading the actual um, article, mm-hmm. because I do worry about that princess culture, right? Like mm-hmm. if you if you're like, oh, I'm gonna expose my daughter to all these princesses so she wants to be a princess I'm like oh come on like is that is that okay and now that's my bias this is my that opinion that is your bias yes yeah <laughs> and and but the study it showed I think it addressed some things about self esteem and I don't know I won't go into details because I, I really can't um, right now but it was again she's she's doing some interesting studies that hit kind of our area so this one yeah. in particular as far as I could tell she seemed interested and she was like, oh, like kids really like um, superheroes. I And I think everybody assumes that they're picking up all of the positive qualities mm-hmm. um, that superheroes portray, which is kind of what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Again, the interesting thing is she's talking about preschool age. Yeah, kids that can't even necessarily – they can't read no, comics. Exactly, exactly. Or books. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And their vocabulary isn't, you know, good enough to understand what's going on in that movie or in that TV show. Mm-hmm. So they are seeing, uh, you know, and emulating physical representations for the most part. Right. And so essentially her her point was that what she found, um, 240 kids, there's a lot of, like, you can't really make the kids, uh, kids self-report. And they didn't do a lot of observation of the kids. Mm-hmm. As far as I can tell, it was all parent reporting so you know take all of this with a grain of salt but what they found was more aggressive behaviors in children who like superheroes or were aware of them than kids who weren't and not necessarily any um increase in like pro-social or they use the example of kids standing up for other kids who are being bullied right um but but she does make the point like Superhero stories are actually very complicated. And at this age, these kids probably aren't picking that stuff up. And and another very important point, aggression does not equal violence. Exactly. I saw a few I saw a few articles that were like, superhero culture makes children more violent. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Every single time somebody does that, we need to call you out. You're 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 messing things up. Aggression does not equal violence, so that is not cool. But this is what happens when an article like this comes out that's actually mm-hmm. kind of cool, gets a conversation started, and then... And then people take one part of it and go a whole other direction. <laughs> Thank you, reporters. Yeah. Um, and then there's no real discussion about it either, like we're about to have. <laughs> right. Except in the comments section, and no one wants to look at the comments section. No one looks at the comments section. Don't do um, it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I mean, that's kind of my interpretation of what I saw, what's going on, what kind of like a brief overview of what was in the article. I, again, um, 
I, I do you think I missed anything? Um, what are your thoughts on it? I think one thing that I think that what got missed in this is they're looking at kids that are seeing things on TV that the parents may not necessarily be regulating. Um, they might be watching superhero movies that are meant for teenagers and adults um, or preteens. Um, they, you don't know what they're looking at. There are some superhero shows um, directed toward um, kids, but I don't know of that many that are directed to preschoolers. Um, yeah, even something like uh, Superhero Squad, mm-hmm. which is like a... I think that's... Ch- chibi, Aven- uh, chibi Avengers, right? Even that is... Um, that's I a mean, little in that older case, than preschool, I think. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There's no real preschool stuff. Again, I'm I'm no expert here. There are children's books that I've seen directed oh, yeah. for like this bedtime stories and things, but those are very pro-social and there's no like, I, as far as I can tell, there's not that much depiction of violence and usually they're listening to the parents reading the story and not watching superheroes punch other people and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I say this all the time. I, you know, people, if you're reading a Batman story and you, the one thing that you picked up from that story was that to beat bad guys, you have to punch them in the face. I don't blame you for for that being like your takeaway. Right. Um, because that is happening, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? To To only see the positive side is to omit that violent part. And... None of it happens like there's no comic book that's only punching people in the face. Right. right? There's no cartoon or movie that's only that. It is more complex. There's a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need – not sometimes. I mean, you know, especially the younger you are, if you don't have an adult or someone who's older than you to kind of interpret that and and explain things to you or have a conversation with you about that, that, that just leads to problems in general, not just with superheroes. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with, I mostly worked with teenagers and preteens, but um, I'll, I'll ask, like, if something's going on and, like, there was a situation with bullying or something like that. I'm like, well, what would, what would Batman do in this situation? And the kid will respond with, like, he'd punch a guy in the face. And I'm like, no, think about it. What else does Batman do? He's really, like, smart and tries to solve the problem in other ways. He's a detective, so maybe he would find out that the kid has something else going on and that he could say, like, okay, you know, I know you got this problem, and he would talk him through it. And there are comics that show stuff like that happening. I mean, there are one-shot, like, anti-bullying comics out there that are done by Marvel that have um, Spider-Man and Iron Man and other characters dealing with that kind of stuff without violence. Um, And so it's a little irresponsible to say that this is the only thing they see. Yeah. And something else I saw in in the article that described the research article... um, the one that we posted. There post- were a lot. There, there were, were a lot, lot but the them. one that was posted in the Facebook group. Um, oh, okay. Mentioned something about um, they asked the kids why they liked a certain superhero. And yeah. like a quarter of the kids said like something about merchandise. Like yeah, the, so the like toys and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the lunchbox. <laughs> right. Their Hulk uh, 
their Hulk fists, the foam fists and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and my then, favorite toy has Batman on it. That's why I like Batman. And then it says something about 20% specifically listed the violence. And it kind of glazes over the next part in the rest of the article, I think. But 70% listed nonviolent characteristics, such as a superhero's strength or skills. 70%. That's a yeah. significant amount. Um, and it has nothing to do with violent. It specifically says nonviolent characteristics. Like how strong Superman is. And that doesn't necessarily mean Superman punches a guy through a wall. It means he can lift a car off of somebody. Um, or Batman's brains. Or the Flash's speed. That kind of thing. Um, yeah. Again, we're, we're reading, um, we're discussing it as much as we can based on other people's reading of it because I couldn't read the actual thing. Yeah. Um, and again, and actually the actual author and the things that she said, um, I got the impression that she wasn't trying to, I got the impression that she was kind of surprised right. by that. Like she was expecting more of the pro-social stuff. And um, my um, and my complaints aren't necessarily about the researcher. It's about- Oh, no, no. It's about the, the coverage. The writing of, yeah. Of, yeah. Of, from the media. Um, Again, and that article in particular, I thought wasn't too bad, yeah. and and went into details because a lot of you know, a lot of websites are just like, "Did you know that your kids are more violent because of superheroes?" More than eleven. I just thought it was interesting when I was looking at that percentages part of why they liked it. All the other things have numbers next to them, um, but. The other one is 70% written out as a word, so it doesn't pop as much as the little percentage signs to me. And I don't know if that was on purpose or what. That's a good catch. But it's a, catch. a little sketchy to me. Yeah. Um, um, this yeah. this reminds me of a – oh, man. There was this research study a few years back, and I don't remember any of the details, but uh, it was one of the first things I ever posted on Geek Therapy. And the study asked kids about – I believe it was eating habits. So they would give them French fries and apples mm-hmm. and they would ask them like, oh, what do you, what would you rather eat? And the kids would usually say like, oh, like the French fries. They're like, but what would Batman eat? They'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, he would choose apples. Mm-hmm. Right. So that the kids would tend to associate superheroes with a, what could be perceived as a good versus bad option. Mm-hmm. And, my experience with kids, oh, damn, preschool, like super, super limited. Maybe one or two clients ever within a family setting. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm not an expert in that area. But I've worked with kids who are very small. And the smaller they get, like the more um, – like they get to the essence of the character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, again, like Batman is just good. He saves people. Um, Hulk is angry. So if I feel like the Hulk, that means I'm angry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no more than that. Like, I don't know what his name is. I don't know what he does. I don't know who his girlfriend is. I don't know his origin story. I just know that Hulk Hulk smash because he's angry. Right. Um, Superman is good. Wonder Woman is good. You know, things like that. And, well, I mean, we've talked about my niece and nephew and they, like, they just like so much, <laughs> so much superhero stuff and Star Wars stuff. And, you know, these are the characters, like, and to them, it's, it's, a, it's a, like a clear distinction of good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like, those are the good guys or the bad guys. I want to be one of the good guys, not one of the bad guys. And the good guys would do good things. Like, it's very simple, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? When they're, they're that small. So, 
And as you get older, again, the complexities come in. So at least, you know, it seems like the study does address the complexities and it absolutely says that they don't, they they didn't assess what the cause is. Right. Um, so I guess really what we're saying is that's an interesting conversation starter, but damn it, the coverage always does this. I mean, it does this, this is, you know, par for the course. This is what yeah. they do. This is why we have to do this. <laughs> and I mean, all oh. of our stuff, all of our conversation to the average person is going to look like anecdotal evidence because it is. It's not a, a published study or anything, but you and I have both worked with a lot of kids. And I, the work that I do is very like you count how many times a kid acts out, you count how many specific times they curse how many specific times they punch a wall how many specific times they break something and how many times they're upset and you look at the numbers kind of decrease over time and i've never seen a kid that's into superheroes not get better i've never seen it um also what what are people interpreting as the long-term effect of that, right. right? Because over time, again, our experience and speaking to other people who do this kind of work, um, like my my guess is either you were, as an adult, you're either still inspired mm-hmm. by that character or you've forgotten them, right? Yeah. And, and the good characters, right? Like, how often, how many people out there are inspired by that bad guy to do bad things? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, um, I'm, again, I'm just assuming here, but it's, it's the lesser of the two. That's not a conversation that we're having, um, often. So yeah. is the effect of like them being more aggressive when they're kids? What's the, like, again, they can't say what the long term effect would be, but I'm wondering, what people yeah. will use that as justification for like, Oh, my kid gets in trouble all the time. I knew I shouldn't have let him watch, you know, Ninja Turtles when he was a kid. Right. And I mean, my, the population I've worked with is a little skewed. I mean, I, I have a lot of kids that have been in foster care and are in, are living in group homes. So they've had behavioral issues, but usually that doesn't stem necessarily from watching superhero movies and things. It's from witnessing violence at home. And being a victim of violence at home. Um, And these kids, typically, when they are interested in superheroes and inspired by them, it's because it's someone they wish they could be or someone that they wish would help them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, we we have... um all this experience is doing this and we speak to people who do this type of thing. So we have, you know, no shortage of stories, stories. that, yeah, that, that demonstrate how inspirational these characters can be. Um, doing it at preschool and just presenting it as that, it's, uh, it's kind of weird. Like, I, yeah. I would like to see it as a longitudinal study, like follow up yeah. with these kids when they're, when they're eight, when they're 11, when they're 15, 16. Um, I feel like without that, the 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 fact that it's just preschool kids is, I don't know, like how much, like what value does it have really? Like how, how meaningful is that? And, um, and preschool kids are age. aggressive. That's when they're learning 
how to be pro-social and what's okay in the world around them, how to act with other people. And they have to act aggressive at times because then they get checked with like, no, that's not okay. And then they're like, oh, okay, I don't want to do that because I get in trouble. (laughs) So, And again, if there's... If they're just emulating behavior and you're only showing them people punching each other, mm-hmm. then what, what's going on? Exactly. I remember. I remember my niece. Uh, I think. I think it was the first time she saw Avengers. She must have been four, mm-hmm. maybe three, and she was like, "Why are all the good guys hitting each other?" Like, why? <laughs> right? Because like in all these movies, the the good guys at some point like they end up fighting each other for some reason. All um, of the which, Avengers movies. All yeah, yeah, them. and yeah, it, it <laughs> not just Civil War. <laughs> yeah, Infinity War is just like adding more and more and more to each side. Um, yep. So I mean, and and yeah, no, I completely agree. Like, why are, why do we have to show the good guys constantly punching each other in the face? Um, and why are we taking kids to that? And why are we not having a conversation with them about it? And and I find you know, it interesting that this study came out. Like right after a year where we had Civil War and Batman versus Superman. <laughs> like where the good guys are punching each other in the face. That's, oh, that's all they do in the movies. Point. That's an excellent point. Yeah. This it year wasn't... will be the year of hope because we've got Wonder Woman coming out. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good point. Um, one, one, one more thing I want to say, and it's something that's been on my mind and it's something that I – I want to talk about more in the future. Um, it's this idea that, damn it, one thing cannot explain everything. <laughs> you know, superhero culture equals aggression is bullshit. And there's no one thing that explains any other thing. And the more I think about it, um, I believe that people in the mental health space, people who represent the term psychology are the worst offenders of this right <gasps> where we're trying to describe or 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 define a behavior and we use a very particular like one thing to describe it and mm-hmm. then we can go a little further and then it's like oh we found this one area in the brain that's responsible for all of that what's well, like guess what people have lives there are cultural factors there are environmental factors there are all these other things that i understand that you the way we do the science prohibits us from like doing a holistic um uh study every single time with every single group of people i know it's right. prohibitive we need to do it we need to isolate these factors to talk about them i think that the problem is then if you and I come on here and talk about it as the only thing that describes that. And we we don't address the other factors at all. I think we do a good job of kind of, of really talking about culture. I think we do a great job of looking at different um, aspects of things. And, and when we talk about um, – we're, we're always talking about specific case studies, right? And we're, we we – like that's why I like talking to you because when you talk about a kid, you're like, this is kind of their background. This is kind of where they are at the moment. This is the setting that they're in. Mm-hmm. They like this. This is like there's all of these things that come together and then give context also to like the stuff that the, the actual like the, the right. pr- I why don't... that character meant so much to them is because of all of these other reasons. Right. I don't and... say that um, I guess with the with my client that I talked about, I don't know, the one that uh, liked – 
Fantastic Beasts and that kid. Harry Potter movies and Wizarding World movies did not cure him and is not um, helping. It's not the only thing helping him with his current um, behavioral situation and living situation. Um, But it is part of it. Um, And he has all these things that have gotten him to the point and that's why he connected with it. Um, You know, nothing happens in a vacuum. Yeah. At all. And yeah, (laughs) except things that do happen in a vacuum in a science lab. So can you, can we agree? Can you call me out if I ever, if I ever bring up a study or anything like that, or try to describe something with one variable? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll call you out. Call me out, please. I've got no problem calling you out about anything. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, call us out too because uh, honestly, like it's bothering me. Um, I, I read this essay recently that kind of like went on a rant about this and it's like it, it, it opened my mind. Now I'm like it, – it, it's something that has always bothered me but now it's like it's fresh. It's fresh mm-hmm. right now. And so this article coming out. Again, it's not it's not the research. It's the people. It's the people who talk about the research, and yeah. I kind of forgive the people who who are just reporters and are talking about stuff. But the people but I think who are in the in in a scientific field, I think it's irresponsible yeah. if any of us come out and talk about something like that without addressing all the other. Factors. And that's why I'm careful about how I word things. I try not to say that something causes something or whatever. I say it can help with. Or it can do this. Or something yeah. seems to show that it might do that. You can't, yeah, unless you're doing a very controlled experiment, even then you can't necessarily prove causality because there's so many other factors. And, you know, we it's convenient for me to say that when we have our own show and we could just talk about it for an hour if we want to. We could we could t- keep talking about this for another hour. Mm-hmm. There's no problem. And a lot of times we are put into traps by reporters where they ask us something and they'll we'll, we'll talk to them for an hour and then they cut it down into two sentences. And, and they cut out all that part where you're like, it can yeah. do this, it can do that. There's these yeah. other things and they just focus on the one little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I worry about that stuff. I see it happen all the time. Um, anybody who's who's used to kind of getting quoted or, or sought out for for that type of thing, um, like at at some point, like you start looking stupid because mm-hmm. it's like, well, you've never said anything. Well, I did, but they never published it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you doing about it? You know, I don't know. Again, uh, food food for thought. Rants by Josue. Sorry. <laughs> we done. should rename the podcast Rants by Josue. I need a separate show. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves its own feed. I don't have that many rants. Do I? Am I ranty? You're not that ranty. You I'm don't have one ranty. every week. I do not. I'm not usually very positive. Yeah. yeah. Again, this, I, I care about this stuff. It, it this, this is kind of... Well, again, right, like we talked about last week, this is like it was born out of this, out of this type of commentary. Like mm-hmm. Geek Therapy as a website was born as a response to um, that kind of like, first of all, just looking, always looking to vilify um, geek culture and video games and mm-hmm. now superheroes, right? It's super popular, so we have to vilify it somehow. Ooh, there's some violence in there. We need to make sure that everybody knows that that's the cause of, you know all the problems in the world and 
So video games to, and superheroes ruined the world they as <laughs> quoted by the media. Yeah. Until, you know, something else comes out. Oh, I'm going to have a, whole, a big fight on my hands with a uh, virtual reality. I'm telling you. Oh, you are. Yeah. Bring it. I can, I can see it now. You know, it's going to cause people to go insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> and then superheroes in VR? Forget it. <laughs> Instant violence. Oh, man. You okay, really I'm... have to punch somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. You can't help yourself. All right. I'm done. You're done? That's all I got. That's all I got. I, th- I think that's all I got, too. That tired me okay. out. I am a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, thank you for listening. Please, please, please let us know what you think about any of this. Uh, like you mentioned, there's a Facebook group now. I will put that in the show notes or just look it up on, on Facebook. I think I need to change the name of the group because right now the, it's, the group is Geek Therapy and the page is Geek Therapy. Anyway, that's, we're getting to the weeds. Mm-hmm. Let me know later what you think. Uh, so find us there. Of course, we're at geektherapy.com, at geektherapy on Twitter. I am Josue A. Cardona on Twitter. Lara is Geek Therapist on Twitter. Reach out to us. Let us know what's up, uh, what you think, and we will be back next week. 